Chapter 9 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Louis Albert Banks. Chapter 9 How to Get Everything You Want. Psalm 23. I noticed when I announced my theme, how to get everything you want, in the public congregation, that there was a good deal of smiling and shrewd looks at each other, as if you thought that I was talking outside of the record. But I certainly was keeping within the record. At least David, a man of large experience, thought so. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And again he says, they that trust in the Lord shall not want any good thing. Let us think over for a moment the things that normal, wholesome human nature wants. We want peace, rest of soul. But that is provided for us, for does not our psalmist say, and every sincere Christian finds it true, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. One of our great wants is a thirst of soul, for that which satisfies the spirit and gives happiness, and that is provided for. We are assured that he leadeth me beside the still waters. A deceived heart, which is led astray to seek its best good in this world, in sensual, earthly pleasures, feedeth on ashes, but no honest Christian ever feeds on ashes. He has green pastures and quiet, cool waters that are abundant. Another great want is for something to refresh us every now and then and stimulate us to a new impulse. Even the most resolute and self-sufficient natures are oft-times weary and ready to faint and need to have their enthusiasm and hopefulness restored. But that is all arranged for in God's plan. David says, He restoreth my soul. We have just found out that in dealing with soldiers, it is better to restore them and refresh them than it is to try and make them tough by getting them used to a sickly climate. At the breaking out of the war with Spain, it was thought best to send our volunteers down into a hot climate full of malaria and let them get used to what they would have to stand when they went to Cuba. This is just the reverse policy from what the English follow in India. The British government prepares its armies for work in the hot lowlands of the east by sending them up into the mountains till they are thoroughly refreshed and toned up in their strength and vigour, and while they are still in this condition, they are brought down for a short, decisive campaign. It is believed that this is the great secret of the victorious English army in the east. Our officers are finding that it is a good deal wiser than our own course. Our soldiers had the life and vitality cooked out of them by weeks of suffering in a depressing climate before they were sent forward to battle. The Lord, who never makes mistakes, works on the plan of refreshing his soldiers very often. He takes us up into the highlands of faith and hope and restores our souls. Another longing of the soul is for a guide. There are many perplexing paths, and it is not always easy to know which path to take. 
sometimes when we pray our prayers do not seem to come in touch with god's heart george macdonald the poet novelist one of the most reverent and spiritual christians of our time voices a frequent experience when he sings quote, my prayer bird was cold would not away although i set it on the edge of the nest then i bethought me of the story old love fact or loving fable thou knowest best how when the children had made sparrows of clay thou madest them birds with wings to flutter and fold take lord my prayer in thy hand and make it pray my poor clay sparrow seems turned to a stone and from my heart will neither fly nor run i cannot feel as thou and i both would but father i am willing make me good what art thou father for but to help thy son look deep yet deeper in my heart and there beyond what i can feel read thou the prayer and surely that is what god has promised to do the promise is that the holy spirit shall help us in our infirmities and the psalmist says he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake but it is oftentimes a lonely world and we want company we get homesick for sympathy there are dark places to go through times of sickness and pain and death and we want somebody that can go with us all the way and that too has not been forgotten for does not david say yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me dr coiler himself a blessed type of christian triumph in old age says that old age is too often represented under the dreary similitude of winter with its bitter biting winds whistling through leafless boughs and its frozen clods ringing like iron beneath our feet but there is a more genial season that bears the picturesque name of indian summer when nature puts on a sweet smile before the wintry frosts set in and the lingering foliage is clad in crimson and gold a christian life has its bright indian summer also graces adorn the veteran christian and beautify him like the scarlet glories of the autumn forest like shocks of corn ripened in sunshine and shower are the happy men and women who though they may be eighty years young still bring forth fruit in old age that is savoury to the taste and death is only a bright shadow to a man who has wrought with earnest heart growing kindly and loving in spirit it does not come to him with any pall of gloom you have all watched a railroad train slowing up gently as it came into the station with its passengers never was there spoken a sweeter answer than that of the good cardinal manning to one who asked him how he was to which he returned only this i am slowing gently into the station but someone says there are other things i want i want to be comforted well thy rod and thy staff they comfort me but another says i want more than comfort and sympathy and food and quiet times i want joy listen thou anointest my head with oil and if that is too figurative and oriental for you listen to the words of jesus 
that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And again, your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Are you fearful, desiring an insurance policy that will last all the way through? Here it is. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And now for a cap sheaf to go over the top. Out on the farms, when they shock up the grain, they take one sheaf and open it so as to come down over the peak of the shock and make it turn rain. We have a cap sheaf here that is warranted to cover everything that has been left out by any forgetfulness. My cup runneth over. And that was not through any favouritism or accident on David's account. Christ lays it down as a general proposition that God always deals with us that way when we open our hearts to him and surrender ourselves to completely do his will. He says, Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. And not only here will it run over, but our joy shall run over in heaven. Peter Mackenzie, a quaint Wesleyan preacher in England, was once preaching from the text, and they sang a new song. And he said, Yes, there will be singing in heaven, and when I get there, I shall want to have David with his harp, and Paul and Peter and other saints gather round for a song and I will announce a hymn from the Wesleyan hymnal. Let us sing hymn number 749, My God, My Father, While I Stray. But someone will say, That won't do. You are in heaven, Peter. There is no straying here. And I will say, Yes, that is so. Let us sing number 651, Though waves and storms go o'er my head. But another saint will say, Peter, you are in heaven now. You forget that there are no storms here. Well, I will try again. Number 536. Into a world of ruffians sent. Peter, Peter, someone will say. We will put you out unless you stop giving out inappropriate hymns. And I will ask, what shall we sing? And they will say, sing the new song, the song of Moses and the Lamb. End of chapter 9